0: things up right now for the big 250 the um 250 qu- baby quascentennial. i made that number up it's a half to it's a quarter to a thousand good lord <laughs> okay um we have three
1: don't, rem- don't remind me that
0: i'm just gonna not think about that too much anyways we have three albums midnights by taylor swift you may have heard of her the car by arctic monkeys you may have heard of them and ultraviolet by will cherry you will <laughs> know about him um we also have a couple of singles coming out. Basically, it, it is music-tober, where music is being pumped into our bodies. And so, tober <laughs> I am not even going to touch the... A, a different version of Dan, maybe a couple years ago, would have touched the story where Cardi B and Madonna are beefing, but not today, Satan. No, no, no. We're it, good. It's the dumbest beef ever, and Cardi B needs to chill. Anyways, uh... We'll start with singles right now. First one being "The Loneliest Time" uh, by Carly Rae Jepsen featuring Rufus Rainwright, and this is off of the new album, "The Loneliest Time." Uh, it's Carly Rae Jepsen, I think a lot of us remember just her Call Me Maybe song, and she sort of, like, aggressively tried to not be a pop act kind of since
1: then. Like, you know, like... Well, no, no, aggressively try to be more, like... I wouldn't say not a pop act, but grow more as a pop artist from just that.
0: I would agree with that, yeah. Grow more as a pop artist. She's still making unapologetically pop songs and pop music that fit in that kind of format, but she's not trying to, you know be a doja cat or an ariana grande or any sort of like hyper level like that and so i think that makes for an interesting sort of character and the song my will seem to falter and break. i'm tired of the weakness that keeps pushing me around hijacked by my own defective misled like pleasure seeking hound just singing
1: well,
0: that's a fairly interesting as well. Um, what do you think about it?
1: I think it's fine. I listened to a little bit of the album because I know like her album that came out like, in 2020. got like a lot of praise, and I'm like, wait, I didn't realize that she was still making music. So, or like that it was worth listening to. I listen a part of it, and, and I actually don't mind it. I think like the loneliest time with, with this Rainwright is a decent pop track, like I like the production of it. It's like unapologetically pop, but it's not bad on the ears so and then some of the album I've listened to I haven't minded either. I thought it was decent, so I need to get a full listen into it, but it is a little on for a record in the in the year of twenty twenty two but not too bad,
0: yeah. <clears throat> I feel like we may have even reviewed a Carly Rae Jepsen album that won in 2020 way, uh, way, way back. I just can't find it in the rundowns right now. But um, yeah, I, th- I think it's overall an alright album. It's, yeah, just uh, definitely it's an improvement from the Call Me Maybe area of era, that's for sure.
1: Oh, uh, for sure, yeah. And it's, it's interesting to see someone like really expand from that.
0: Yeah. Next, we have "Anguished Rains" by Misanthropes, and this was an artist like a fan submission that was sent in. Um, I don't really know much about this band. It's a little. It's definitely like a more rock kind of song, and it kind of fits into this theme you're seeing this year of slower but still like heavy hitting, full bodied like rock inspired songs
1: yeah that is a, that is something that we've been getting a lot more this year you know more tracks closer to a five, four or five minutes long and I, I i you know i like longer tracks like this i think uh, english range is actually pretty good um it kind of slows down that middle you have a nice little so, guitar solo and the tail end of the track and everything and overall pretty decent um but it's interesting that yeah we are getting a lot of these longer tracks this year i don't know why it's happening that way but i'm all for it instead of the stagnation and everything and that's something that we, we've we talked about in the state of the music um episodes of audio face and stuff throughout the years so it's good it's a good um trajectory
0: yeah i i was definitely pleasantly surprised by this um record i think it was pretty solid and i like the way the song continued as he went through it um yeah it's pretty good work there those are all of our singles we haven't done a single segment in a while just because of the music we've been doing such as the arctic monkeys bonus episode which is very relevant to what we are doing right now check that out as well as our audio face um the essential arctic monkeys playlist where you can get all of our favorite songs including the ones that we listed in that episode Um, that's in the podcast description you can find that at audioface.show for all the links and we also did the same thing for the 1975. We gave them that treatment. Check out that review and check out the bonus episode as well. That's available. That's been unlocked for Syndicate 23 members. What hasn't been unlocked for Syndicate 23 members is the junior. I mean, sorry, what hasn't been unlocked for people who are not Syndicate 23 members. What is exclusive for Syndicate 23 members, rather, is the junior boys bonus episode. That was really fun. That was with Bam. That was one of our um, collectively one of our favorite bands to uh discuss and talk about and that episode is up the junior boys review of their newest album will be in the next episode of audio phase so check that out next week and then um power report live doing that every thursday nine eastern 6 p.m pacific Follow me at Dan from the web, because I'm doing a lot of just like political interviews and appearances over the past couple of weeks. And uh, leading up to the midterms, it has been good. It has been exciting to do. And I am looking forward to it. And I like seeing people in the chat from different things. Like, hey, I know you from face." Hey, I know you from all these other different things. That's always <laughs> really fun. Um, and then,
1: thank you, Peter. <laughs> Dear God, thank you, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> for putting up with I mean, my shit. That, that, might, that might be the first shirt we have.
0: I, I, I might change the name of the company to Thank You Peter Industries. <laughs> <laughs> or, or like, maybe instead of the Scorpion, it's, like, the end of Jimmy Neutron where you have that uh, monkey go, Hi, I'm Paul! But instead it's, Thank you, Peter! <laughs> I... I I hope he enjoys editing this part or mastering this part. Guys, go to PJS Mixed It for um, an incredibly good music mastering or podcast mastering experience and person to work with. Uh, thank you, yes. Peter. Anyways, we jumps in it. We're going straight in. Right into Taylor Swift's newest album, Midnights. It was released this week. It is 13 songs, 44 minutes long. It is perfectly acceptable as a length for an album in 2022. Taylor Swift um has been you know i've come around to taylor swift both and you know because of doing this podcast and trying to kind of revisit taylor swift with you know more seasoned eyes as a music reviewer as opposed to just yeah. like being a like kind of teenage boy who just like was not in the direct line of sight for taylor Swift's music but also i think the like Throughout her career, she's also grown as an artist. We've talked a lot about her um, struggles with having ownership of her records, um, just her own personal struggles as an artist, as like many as a human being, as many people have. But you've also gotten, at least in my opinion, I think Sean would also agree with this, some of Taylor Swift's best work in the past couple years, I think.
1: Oh, 100%. 100% like, yeah,
0: I think- not uh, folklore evermore both of those albums even though they came really close back to back to each other we really enjoyed um yeah. which was great because i remember really not liking reputation or lover or anything like that so i think taylor Swift has been a good tip so uh does that continue with midnights mostly <laughs> um i think the only thing standing in the way here between uh, Taylor Swift and Borderline Greatness is Sean's pal, Sean's buddy, good old friend Sean. Uh, one Jack Antonoff.
1: I agree. Um, <laughs> I think lyrically, actually, this is one of her strongest records, like that I've listened to. Um, like the lyricism and stuff is fantastic. Like just to. Like, um, she really goes in depth on like her own mental health struggles. Her talking about her own de- like depression and writer's block and a bunch of other things that I will get into in a little bit. My issue is th- the way it's produced and the way it sounds. It's a really darker sounding record, and the way how t- you know Taylor Swift likes it to make her pop records and everything, and even like folklore, ever more more indie or more alternative. It's more lighthearted or it's more folky. It's a more lighter. And this one is so dark. It makes her sound as if... Aunt Jack Gantz is Jack trying to make Midnight sound like uh, melodrama from Lord, And that's where I think it just doesn't really hit well for her voice and the way that she likes to structure her songs and her lyrics and whatnot. It doesn't really mix very well. Which is sad because like songwriting standpoint, they're fantastic. An example, the, the opening track, Lavender Haze." It's a little darker I want not. It's a little bit slower with it. I kind of like that. Um, and then you get tracks like uh, Maroon, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm not really big on that. I don't really like the production on it. It just doesn't suit her in that way. Yeah. But... Go ahead.
0: Really fast, I want to shout out something that uh, one of the ghost producers, Kyle, pointed out, that the... The song feels a lot like Bleachers, or <laughs> I mean, the album feels a lot like a Bleachers project, which is Jack Antonoff is the yeah, frontman. It really does because he's Jack Antonoff is the frontman for does. that, and so yeah, we've talked about production from people like Mad Lib all the way down to people like you know Kanye West who have a particular yeah. sound and Pedro Godrich, March yeah, of others they have a particular sound. Metro Boomin, uh, mm-hmm. Kenny Beats a lot of the greats they have a particular sound M-E-B. but damon albarn even i think what makes a good producer from a great producer is the ability to create something that is the perfect blending of your talents as a producer with the artist's strengths and what they work well to that doesn't mean don't experiment i appreciate that this is kind of pushing taylor swift in a little bit more of like a direction that that. i wouldn't even say is modern but like it's you know it's tipping the hat to the darker sides of pop you know like you get your billy eilish's uh that sort of sound right but yeah you get songs like maroon that are a little bit you know off kilter there i think antihero right after that's that song three is a little bit better of a fitting
1: narcissism disguises disguise as altruism like some kind of consciousness. I wake up screaming from dreaming. One day i watch as you're leaving. and life will lose all its meaning for the last time, it's me. Pie, I'm the problem, it's me. Problem it's he. Time everybody agrees. i
0: I think there are songs on here where I think. Taylor, like Midnight Rain, yeah, sure. uh, Midnight Rain down the street. I think I like vigilante shit a lot. Um, and Dude, there, but I'm gonna go in on vigilante
1: shit. There's yeah, lots of that stuff. Yeah, yeah,
0: more on that in a moment. But yeah, I think and let me also be clear here. I don't think any of these things. There are other producers on this record, and I also don't think that any of these things are because any of the other people on this album, Taylor Swift included, are not like pulling their A game here. I think they're all doing their best. I think that. There's a specifically Antonoffy thing, and Sean isn't the only person to point this out. This has been pointed out and acknowledged online a lot right now, especially with this album, that there's a particular sound that people can make or break with. And you know, how many times we have to teach you this lesson, old man.mp4, I feel like uh, this is a little bit of amnesia from last week's 1975 review, where I, I think I like that album a little bit more, at least on first couple of listens than you did. Or at least certain songs on that album, especially the songs that are more Antonoffy, so to speak, right? But and again, it's that point I'm trying to make where the producer is getting in the way of the artist 100%, 100%. a little bit too much. One of the producers because, specifically.
1: Because the thing is, you have three fantastic female alternative pop, indie pop artists, Lana Del Rey, Taylor Swift, and Lord. And the their all three of them, their past three records, all produced by Jack Antonoff, they're very similar. The way that they're paced, the way that they're structured, the way that they sound. I mean, we had that last year where you had the track from Solar Power and the track from Lena Del uh was a chemtrails of the country club, and they're like the same damn song. Yeah. And even with this here is you get it to where now it sounds like he's... The way that they're structuring it makes it try to sound more like Lana Del Rey, more like Lord and not like Taylor Swift. And that's my big issue with this record, where she's trying to make a very introspective record, really opening up about her own struggles, her own mental health things and other things that she really hasn't talked about too much before because she's a pretty private person when it comes to that. But she, her lyrics, lyricism is great, the, and like the songwriting is fantastic, but what's holding it back is what you just said, the production, it just... It doesn't feel right. It doesn't sit right. And a lot of Taylor Swift fans agree with me too. I've talked to several and they all agreed with that. They, there's a couple well, them where they like certain songs, but they don't like the whole project at all compared to Evermore and Folklore, which universally has praise Both of us love those two records.
0: Yeah, and I'll uh, buttress off that point by going to... Snow on the Beach, featuring Lana Del Rey and Taylor Swift. I love this collaboration. I think it's both of them working at their best. I love the lyrics and I-, I can't help but think, this has been memed a little bit, but I love a little bit of cheekiness when Taylor Swift says, and my flight was awful, thanks for asking. I love thinking that that's a little bit about her whole like private jet meme thing that we even talked about on audio yeah, yeah. a couple episodes back, but likely not. I mean, it also just fits within the lyricism itself, but uh, Taylor Swift is not above throwing Easter eggs and little, like, stylistic hits relating to how she is seen in her songs. But, no, it's wonderful lyricism from Taylor, from Lana Del Rey, from, like, all folks involved. That's everything coming together really well. But there are other parts of this where, like, even in the album cover, it feels like a throwback to the 2013 Weekend sound of dark pop. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. The, 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 even down to that it's aesthetically feels like
1: dated in that way
0: dated might be a word and i kind of agree with it but it's also just like jack antonoff again i'm just gonna put a lot of the blame on him here not imagining more for taylor swift this is someone who's at the top of their game and like you know, Drake did that dance pivot. I don't think that would have been the right thing for Taylor Swift at all, especially right now. (laughs) Lord (laughs) of Christ. I mean, I I could see like a remix, like some DJs putting in remixes of some songs like here or there, but like a whole Taylor Swift album, we're not ready for that. Like that's a Beyonce move now. That's being said, Taylor Swift has a lot of range and she's at the top of her game right now. I just don't think that that is executed as well in some songs in the top of the record. Now, <laughs> I think this album is bottom heavy, very bottom heavy. Th- th- bottom th- heavy. Th- this album's got a donk on it for sure. Like, this is. I, I really like the second half. I think after Question, which is a, a little bit of a. P- people have mixed opinions about it. What do you think? I don't really like
1: Question. It. I-, I don't really like Question. And that's to me where the album is starting to get away from me. And then you get to Vigilance shit, and I'm like. Oh. Vigilante shit. A Vigilante shit. And I'm the like, I, I, I like this. Picture me, think thieves with your ex-wife. And she looks so pretty. Driving in your bands. Lately she's been dressing for revenge. She don't start shit, but she can tell you how it ends get side get even yeah i like the way this sounds uh, like this production is really good and that's what i'm saying like issue with this is it's like w- with the top half of the record it just doesn't sound like something that suits for taylor but then vigilante shit is something where you can make that darker sound and the way she's like singing it almost like a spoken singing with it it fits her voice very well and that's what i wanted a little bit more of that but then this whole song is about Scooter Braun. And it goes in on oh man, she 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 pulled a push of T. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. She
1: literally went up, said, Oh yeah, Scooter Braun does coke. He's been cheating on his wife this whole time, and his wife was okay with it until she found out that the wife, that he had a, a uh, illegitimate child and then the wife's like deuces, and then her and the wife patched up all the shit that happened when Scooter Braun stole the records and then she's like hinting that maybe he's going to be in some legal trouble and stuff because it's maybe he did it illegally because he doesn't have the funds and they're starting to lose money on all of her tracks so it's like you do you taylor i have respect fucking respect for that
0: <laughs> yeah no it's a good song it feels again it's a little bit stretchy for taylor swift's style because you can't i mean i can't help but think of like you know Red era taylor swift and all of those different things compared to this and it's such a 180 but you know it's a gradual 180 it's a good one and i Strange think especially line. in the context like this is the most believable context for taylor swift um if you're following this fan theory and it's really i i think it's a solid execution and it continues bejeweled labyrinth i think down to karma as well you wouldn't know
1: are all great tracks. I agree with that. My And I, I did not like how it ended. I didn't like Sweet Nothing or Mastermind, really. I don't like those two tracks, the way that they're... Well, Mastermind's okay, but Sweet Nothing just slowed it down a, way too much to the point where it like threw me off a little bit after Karma. And then Mastermind was okay, but honestly, if like they have a few Masterminds somewhere else in it, maybe more towards the beginning of the record, or got rid of entirely on nothing and ended it on Karma, that would have been a great run, and that would have been a great ending from a bit of Vigilante shit down to Karma, would have been great. But that's where I have these issues with this record, is that. And on second listen, I pretty much still think the same thing. Yeah,
0: I, I would have taken those last three songs and put them around the beginning. I mean, it's, I get it, the album has an arc, but production wise again (laughs) like these are songs and moments that you might want to introduce earlier on into the record because you're ultimately getting to the crown jewels so to speak um no pun intended like bejeweled vigilante shit etc labyrinth and it's a darker sound it's a more experimental sound for taylor swift i think an artist like that you need to build up to that moment in an album and throwing those songs at the end which i think would have been the best builds to that, like Karma Sweet Nothing Mastermind feel like the songs where Jack Antonoff was given, like, the least mind, so to speak, right? They feel closest to what Taylor Swift is as a, like, artist generally speaking, but I, I wish those songs would have been earlier absolutely.
1: Yeah, you like, 100% agreed Yeah um, Well, we don't have an arbitrary scale I just realized <laughs>
0: Oops. Um. Yeah. Arbitrary scale this week is going to be uh, albums that come pre-installed on your phone.
1: I don't know. Oh, why this could be. A- this could be any album. Any just album. Like any phone. Any f- album. Ooh, okay. Okay. This is. This is um...
0: like getting. Ooh, actually, no. I have the phone. I just don't have the album. The typical nerd I am. I would say this is having Red on a sidekick.
1: Oh, damn. All right. I like that. This is getting um, Coda from Led Zeppelin, which is like a really random compilation thingy installed on your Samsung Galaxy Galaxy S3. I... I
0: Okay, I'm. We do arbitrary scales every week on Audio Face because our review is our review, and if we gave an actual (laughs) ranking system, it would ruin the fact that we just told you exactly how we felt about the review, and then just compare it to other albums, and it would just create unnecessary BS. So we just don't do that. Anyways, Mm -hmm. um, solid record. People are gonna listen to it regardless (laughs) of what we say, but um, I think it is a good Taylor Swift record. Just um, folks being held back. Folks in pop. Lay off the Antonov. Just lay off the Antonoff, lay, lay off the Antonoff please, a little bit. Please. Antonov Anonymous. Let, let's, open, let's start going to those meetings. Keep up uh, with the meetings.
1: <laughs> and, and moving on to a record that has nothing to do with one Jack Antonoff.
0: Hmm. We have... We have Arctic Monkeys' The Car. 10 songs long, 37 minutes long. Arctic Monkeys have been producing some of the most interesting alternative music for about two decades now, which is hard for me to
1: fathom. Jeez, I feel old. God
0: damn. And we just did an Arctic monkeys bonus episode banned from the internet where we talked about how the Arctic monkeys were one of the first rock bands to really (sighs) utilize growing online to their Mm -hmm. advantage. And you can listen to that bonus episode. Syndicate23 members get these things first. So go to join.syndicate23.co to help support us with that, just for five bucks a month. And then you can also check out our review of Arctic Monkeys AM, which is was on our 50 of the 10s, one of our best albums of the 2010s, and I think is still a gold standard in alternative music. However, to give a little bit of a spoiler to the near end of that um, episode, which is maybe just bad showmanship on me, but it's important. It's that the Arctic Monkeys decided they're never going to do that hard riff guitar sounding rock ever again. That was their sound for a decade. It culminated to this like absolutely beautiful crescendo in 2013's AM, but Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino was a concept record. It was very polarizing, but It was one of Sean's favorite records. I came to grow with loving it over time. And it really came to be a showcase for all of the people involved's just artistic talents. So The Car is the follow-up to that. And going into it, Alex Turner and a lot of the other band members in the press rounds for this will talk about how they really wanted to make the album... You know, a compl- a supplement, something that naturally would follow Tranquility Bass, mm-hmm. but maybe something that is a little more approachable, something that could also be maybe a little more upbeat, they hinted. And that was kind of all I exposed myself to. We did listen to the you one single, That Better I'll Be a Miracle, the song that opens up the heart. album.
1: So, can we please be absolutely sure that there's a
0: And I think it gives a decent welcome into the album, but you honestly, throughout it, get something that is... A little more energetic, but not too much. Definitely not the Arctic Monkeys of old, but very many callbacks to the Arctic Monkeys of old in a way that I found was very beautiful. And I think a record that is one of the most cohesive projects I've heard this year of any genre, where every song in the album fits
1: beautifully. This is... This is more cohesive than Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. Um, Because I have you know, my only problem with Tranquility Bass is like there's a couple songs here or there, like Bat Phone and a couple other ones that are awkwardly, play, or awkwardly placed and it kind of slows down and speeds up the record a little too much, even though i like, it's my absolute favorite Monkey's record. The car is. It plays out so beautifully. It starts off with their be be better be a mirror ball. It's just really nice. Like feel like you're in a little jazz club and Alex is just serenading you with it. These beautiful strain arrangements that are throughout the record. And I've been waiting for the Arctic Monkeys to utilize these strain arrangements that Alex and Miles Kane have been using all the last shadow puppets for, you know, a decade and a half, but Arctic Monkeys haven't touched. And better be a miracle opens up with those strings, and I'm like, yes, we finally get to hear it, and it suits the record very, very well. I agree. It's, um, I, oh, I, love it. Um, I ain't quite where I think I am. It has some like, it almost sounds like I have like the some callbacks to Knee socks with the way it's like paced, the way the drums are, and everything. There's like little things here that I hear like some of their older tracks, but a very newer sound from them and everything. It's the intermission Let's shake a few hands Blank expressions invite me to suspect I ain't quite where I think I am Stankable party guests To fill the awkward Even, like, towards the middle of it, where where you have, like, the people in the background go, or the backing vocals, it goes, eyes go back. It's, like, AM little calls back and other little things, but still not, like, a full, complete throwback to it. And you still have that string arrangement, too. And it's just, I'm like, oh. And it's a little bit funky, too. Like, that is a callback to
0: earlier Arctic Monkeys, even... You know, we talked about they had a earlier lull period with Suck It In Sea and Humbug, but they started introducing some of these artsier elements and experimenting with them more. And that is starting to pay dividends <laughs> later on in their career. Absolutely. I really, sure. when I heard that second song, I was very excited and juiced up because it, it gets to that. I don't think Tranquility Bass gets to this level of energy. Of course you have faster songs. I think
1: You yeah, have like five t- out of five stars out of five. Yeah. Yeah,
0: four out of fi- Oh yeah. Four stars out of four five. Out five. five. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I think parts of Star Treatment are no, sorry, not Star Treatment, but the title four track. Tranquility, the title track two. Tranquility Base is what I'm trying to get at. Was probably the fastest paced track on there. But I was really excited when you got to that. But yeah, I really do get your comparisons to Nisox. It's a good callback to the earlier parts of their discography, but in a way that doesn't feel like they're trying to recreate old. No, they're very, no, again, no, they're like, we are done with that. We will do it live and it still sounds great. and We can still kill it, but we want to make new songs now. And I think they're, they're aging one of the best i've seen in like a modern rock band i think like they're starting to age well in the ways you've seen like the classic rock bands of like the 70s and the 80s have sort of like aged if you cut off like what they've been doing since like 2010 (laughs) but like
1: they're getting up there to me of radiohead levels of good like they are like because you know, Radiohead's been making music since the early 90s and they're always changing their sound. They're forever making different stuff, even their side projects and whatnot. And with this, with the car, I'm like, okay, Arctic Monkeys have now transitioned to the point where they know themselves so well as artists that they can really do whatever they want and they're unapologetic of what they do. And everything they're doing right now is just, it's amazing. It's incredible. And, and it's very unique in the way that they sound. Example, the third track, Sculptures of Anything Goes, which is my favorite track on the record. With your horrible new sound Baby, those mixed messages ain't what they used to be When you said them out loud, blank Lent against gallery walls it's just this beautiful track that builds and builds and builds and towards the end you get that really nice guitar that's heavily synthesized and it's this slow drum beat that goes through it with the strings and it builds and builds and it's just a beautiful crescendo towards the end of the song and it's one of those that I'm like this is it's a masterpiece at that point for that and that's fucking three songs in so we still yeah, have right? <laughs> we still, after that I'm like damn this is really really good but the interesting thing for me too actually through the first listen through because I didn't really know what to expect I was like okay I like this but let me get the second listen through and really sit down and dive through it and the second listen through I was like oh wow and the third listen through I was still blown away just as much
0: yeah um, when I look at songs like body paint or title track the car itself. It's I am consistently impressed by how Alex Turner is able to and you know, I give a lot of credit to him because like the is and anything, but like there's a lot of working out all these things too by the entire band. I have to give them credit, but how much they're able to comfortably stay within a sound. Like it I I think when you get into the car and big ideas Even though these are... Body paint. Yeah. Body paint feels like you get that fluorescent adolescent Alex Turner that Mm -hmm. some of the more like sultry parts of AM, when he's singing the chorus of body paint being on your legs, on your arm, on your face, it's kind of playful, it's artistic, it's really nice. And yeah, you are getting the strings really shine in that record as well. I really like that.
1: I, I agreed. And then... Like the title track, "The Car," is more of like a slower track, um, but I love that guitar solo at the end of it, where it like erupts throughout the strings. It reminds me of a "One Point Perspective" almost, um, where it has that little ending theme with it, and I like that a lot. Um, big ideas, "Hello You," great tracks as well. Um, and I actually really like "Hello You" a lot because it needed that little pick me up right after the car and Big Ideas.
0: Yeah. Hello You and... It's Hello You and then Mr. Schwartz. This is the song I was kind of thinking of. I like the Hello... Yeah. Yeah. Hello You has this really good pick-me-up to it, like exactly what you're describing, that helps the album move into Mr. Schwartz, which I felt was just a... kind of... (laughs) one of those songs where they're just at their most playful, at their most youthful but at their most mature, right? Like there are throwbacks to the Alex Turner type of songwriting that is being fonding of a pastime, kind of like fluorescent adolescent.
1: Mr. Schwartz is staying strong for the crew Wardrobe lint rolling your velveteen suit I'm smudging been on your shoes. And if we guess who i um, end
0: in <laughs> there's that kind of joking to the crowd. Fourth walk breaking. There might be half a love song in it for all of you. Um, <laughs> and then like. To me, it's like my favorite part of the album, the line where he goes, the chorus, Mr. Schwartz is staying strong for the crew, wardrobe lint rolling in your velveteen smoot suit, and smudging dubbin on your dancing shoes. Yeah. Obvious callback to early Arctic Monkeys dancing shoes, right? Like, yeah. it's... it's arctic monkeys i've used this term a lot this year i need to use it honestly on twitter more before the site just completely blows up but like side missions when you're so good at what you've done you've completed the main game of like being one of the best artists of all time you're just having fun you're just you're just dicking around around. (laughs) But like it's even that stuff is masterful you're getting five stars in all the side missions you're scoring a hundred percent like it's great. It's perfect for a penultimate track as well, especially if you have listened to that Arctic Monkeys bonus episode that we did, where we dig into that history.
1: Exactly, and like just for them, it's a perfect successor to to "Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino." It's you know a more mature sound than four years ago, and it's them still trying to develop the slower ideas and getting to use some things that, you know, Alex used with the last Shadow Pup, It scenes that Arctic Monkeys themselves have not used that much. And I love it. It's a fantastic record. One of their most cohesive projects I think they've ever made um, with the pacing, with the way the whole record is structured. It's, yeah, it's fantastic. I'm very, very impressed with it. And a lot of people I've talked to so far, a lot of them agree, and they really like this. And people who... Didn't like Tranquility Bass, they liked the car. And now, some people, and I think who didn't like Tranquility Bass, they may now go back to it and understand it more with the car.
0: As we always say on Audio Face, look into it. Look into it. <laughs> look into it.
1: Look <laughs> into it, man. Just Google it.
0: Yeah, but I try your best, especially with artists that you like to ride with them when they experiment and when they try to take different leaps yeah. and when they mature especially when they've had years and years and years of satisfying you with a certain sound because you, everyone gets tired of doing the same thing after a long period of time that's why you got to change it up and do it differently and keep you know expanding on that kind of thing and growing it and making it better and so that is what the Arctic Monkeys doing that makes them like one of the best bands out there and it is just please listen to this album. It's great. And let's give it an arbitrary scale, which we do every week on Audio Face because our review is our review. And if we actually gave it a number or an actual scale to it, we would bastardize it. And then you start actually comparing it to uh, the 1975's album or other Arctic Monkeys albums or Taylor Swift's Midnight's, which you probably could compare it to because we also use the arbitrary scale of what kind of albums would be installed on what kind of phones come pre-installed. So like, just like how you people got their iPhones pre-installed with that U2 album, more on that later. Uh, this would be that similar thing. This is like getting Demon Days installed on your Motorola Razor.
1: This is as good as it gets. <laughs> like, this is this is this is, is, the, this is I, I can one up you. Okay. This is AM. This is AM on a Nexus.
0: <sighs> <laughs> Damn. Um. Actually, I, I would take AM on one of them old HTCs, the one that can stop a bullet.
1: Oh, oh dude, they don't make phones like that anymore. Actually,
0: they do. Because remember, Google bought HTC, and that's Pixel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: missed I miss, I miss my, miss my Pixel, man. I missed my Pixel.
0: <laughs> no, but, God, literally, I, I'm also going to say another thing. Not only is this a strong contender for uh, Alternative Rock Album of the Year on the Audio Face Awards, dear god we need to start working on that um this is probably going to be one of my like gold standard comparison records for a rock album Uh, maybe not for this decade because we're really early into this decade and there's many more wonders and disasters to come for us but definitely for the rest of the year and maybe a year or two
1: to come agreed and for me it's like People who have been making music for a long time, this is what you should strive to be is you know, somebody who is unapologetically themselves and always trying to change their sound, trying to keep current with your art, and try to make as much as you can in that way. So, yeah, fantastic record. Listen to it. Yes,
0: last album review we have Will Cherry's Ultraviolet 10 songs, 30 minutes and 10 seconds long uh will cherry is a relatively newer artist out of cleveland he likes to take influences from neo-pop, slash r&b and rap and R&B. pop and I, I think r&b is a problematic label for a genre we've talked about this on other yeah. episodes before it, it is basically just modern pop music because all modern pop artists are kind of trying to mimic the sound more or less but this is a really interesting album that came across. It was submitted to us in our email inbox. We do listen to that from time to time. So if you want to suggest an album to us, audioface at syndicate23.co is the email address. We will check it. We will uh, check it out if we can, if we make time for it. And I'm glad we did because this is a really good pairing of Neopop, Soul, Rap, but also... Rap. I like Like it. Electronic. Like, there are really good moments of experimentation in this. And with 30 minutes uh, long, it's very digestible. It's really nice to get into. And most importantly, I think it leaves you wanting more.
1: To me, it definitely leaves you wanting more because – for a lot of artists who make trap, who make hip-hop, who make rap in 2022, I want record structure like this. If you have some more neo pop, some more um, almost electronic songs kind of smacked in between the hard stuff. So I'm not getting a hard shit for like 45 minutes or the YB scale of three hours. I don't want that because I got a limit now, basically. But if you can really spice up your record by having one or two trap songs on a record and then the rest is really thoughtfully played out like this that's when you really actually get to appreciate the production of a trap song
0: we do have one non-arbitrary scale this year that i do think we can sort of apply to this and because this is a lot of rapping is happening on here so uh will cherry why be better why
1: be why not we better? better? Why we be definitely not know. better. Why be not why be better? Not even, why be not even, why be not, close? Not even no, why be not even the same fucking universe? Not dude? a country mile. <laughs> yeah. So I'll give you an example. Like, I love the, fr- so let me, let me
0: start with the intro. I love the title uh, track. I mean, the th- sorry, uh, all that. It's not a title track, sorry, but I love the intro song because it is the theme song. It samples a little bit of the theme song to all that. One of the really great yeah. 90s shows on Nick. When the monsters come out When the monsters come out <laughs> just mentioned the King and cal theme because of coolio passing recently so i feel like we've been on a tip with that lately but i really love that sample i think it really gets you into the flow and the style the influences that wheelchair is kind of working with it's solid
1: super solid you have hold me down which is a fantastic track to kind of like get it up it's a little bit more trappy with it but it's still not like your average trap it's way thought well the production is great i really like the way like he's adding a bit more electronics into adding a lot more sounds and layers and depth to them and it's a good really good second track i would
0: compare this to don tolliver or travis scott but i think sometimes they can get a little bit too you know annoying for folks in a lot of different ways this is paired back soulful a little more tasteful a lot more thoughtful in my opinion Mm -hmm. um we, you sort of made some thoughts about that. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing that I, that I really like about it is, example, you have uh, the fourth girl, track, Wants on and Needs. Now. Yeah, we on
0: time now Right now with the top down Sun sets when we fall out Baby girl, we on time now We on time now We on turn now
1: Classic neo pop song where it's just I love the baseline into it almost reminds me of like some gorillas bass lines with how it is and it's just this beautiful beat with it little super layered with all the vocals and the production throughout it and then the following track you have brawl which is a super hard trap song right after it and they pair brawl. so well together like it's beautiful the way they go with each other i'm like this is what i love and like i've been blasting brawl for the past couple of days just like yeah, like
0: that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. T- after like, brawl is a really one of the highlights of the record for me. After that, uh, you get some really good songs. I don't want to say there's any filler in here, but definitely, I like songs like Junior and Closer and Southside, <laughs> which give you some meat in the album. It allows you to explore Will Cherry's like lyrical depth. But I definitely want to talk about the last two songs because the last two songs like really sealed the deal for me. I'm like, all right. All right, all right. Because, worst of me, I'm used to this, so you can give up on your own time. Sometimes I felt like I was sitting on a cold run until I found out it was just a taking time. Because I gave you, I gave you, worst of me. And so much of the worst me. I gave you the worst of me. And Monster. Break out into
1: dance tracks. Dance tracks. And I'm like, yeah. exactly. I'm like, when I was getting through the record, I thought the record ended and it just had played something random. I looked, and I'm like, oh, all right, fuck it. Yeah. And it so goes to- hard too.
0: Yeah. Monster is like a little bit less dance. It's kind of like that more trappy, hazy kind of thing. Like you could definitely like work with it. You could definitely like dance with it. But like you, it has those influences of electronic music that I'm constantly looking for in rap and we've seen it from a lot of other rap artists this year i think earth gang's example i think um god denzel curry is another example
1: but actually yeah denzel curry is a really good comparison for yeah
0: i think one of the best things you can possibly do is try to pull from other genres at this point in rap music because there's a lot of stuff in rap music that is just generally not (laughs) <laughs> it's not hitting. There's a lot of stuff that's being releasing. The joke we had about YB is because YB re- has released like sometimes two albums per month. All right, and there's numbers to that. There's like a game to that. But ultimately, what you're getting is a situation where it's quality over quantity to the nth degree. It's insane. It's really nice to get the direct opposite. It is. The direct inverse, the quality is insane here. It's great, you will not be disappointed by at least one song in this album, but definitely multiple, you'll absolutely love. But the quality is just way up there. And again, it's really small, Beautiful. 30 minutes long. It's perfectly acceptable for 2022, really nice to get into, and leaves me wanting more afterwards. I could see Will Cherry going into all of these directions some of these directions, many of these directions. I hope he continues to explore all of them production wise, because it's just great
1: stuff. I agree. Fantastic record. Check it out. Yes.
0: Uh, arbitrary scale. We do arbitrary scales every week on audio face. Cause our review is our review. We told you how we felt about it. And uh, if we gave you an actual ranking system, then you would just make meaningless comparisons to other albums, which we don't want you to do. So we are going to give this on our arbitrary ranking this week of Pre installed uh, albums on phones. Hmm. I would say this is. I'll leave it up to you. What do you think?
1: I would say this is. Shit. What's a good one? This is without warning on. Okay, I okay. not would, warning on the OG Pixel.
0: I would give this for your eyes only on your eyes only okay. the iPhone S E. The one that's built like the old iPhones. So it's a little mm-hmm. bit like better and has like way better battery life, but it's as fast as the newest one. And then for your eyes only, it's just like a classic. I think it's just a really good blending of rap and Dio pop and all these other different things. But this is Monster just has a lot more energy and it's also just like Substantially less corny than J. Cole. So I'll, I'll give it that.
1: Yeah, I, I like it overall.
0: Yes. Lastly, we always like to end audio face on a fun note. And <laughs> uh, Bono has knelt to the altar and is begging forgiveness for perhaps his greatest sin of all. We all know what he's talking about. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. That is. The time that 2014 songs of innocence was pre-installed on every single Apple device for free—that was kind of the arbitrary scale uh, inspiration. What we're to for yeah. our past three albums: uh, "Midnights" by Taylor Swift, "The Car" by Arctic Monkeys, and "Ultraviolet's World Cherry." Check out those reviews, and we—and for those who are listening in the podcast, like I. Clipped things up so i'm not like a maniac and i did not just like forget about how that happened a lot of times it's clipped up so that's why i'm talking about that way uh breaking the fourth wall dan isn't that fun i'm going crazy so bono has begged forgiveness saying he takes full responsibility and an excerpt shared with the guardian bono detailed dude fly on the wall award for meetings you both want to be a part of oh, a meeting really with good, I mean. ceo tim cook youtube manager guy O'Siri." and other Apple executives where the frontman previewed the new album and proposed the tech giant, pay us for it, and then you give it away for free as a gift to people, like when Netflix buys the movie and gives it away to subscribers. Uh, That's not exactly how Netflix works, but okay. Um, (laughs) The plan was subsequently pushed forward, despite Cook's raising legitimate concerns like, quote, we're not a subscription organization. More on that later. (laughs) And, quote, this is just to people who like you, too? That, that, so, like, half of that was base Tim Cook. Half of that was, buddy, you're a slimy capitalist. And you will, like, get on your knees and suck down to the wonderful um, model of subscriptions just like all of us else out there. So don't think you're any better Tim Cook.
1: And, and hence Apple fuck. TV.
0: Yeah. Hence Apple TV. Hence Apple Music. Hence the fact that you can subscribe to a service where you can upgrade your iPhone every single year. It's an iPhone subscription service because when you can't sell hardware anymore, when you can't sell products, you sell services. That's literally yep. economics 101. And like every company eventually folds into this. Adobe, how come people can't buy Photoshop anymore? Because too many people bought it. Adobe wasn't making money and they were like, we should really make people subscribe for this. And now every creator has to pay $700 a year to do their art. Like this is, yep, this is annoying and is, baby. you were an iPhone user during this time i remember right when this album came yep. on and this was around the time apple well, back then it was itunes was doing a lot of tomfoolery and skullduggery duggery with people's libraries and yours was even like remote which brought you off of apple for a good 10 years
1: yep and the only thing that got me back was flying aircraft yeah <laughs> that's it or else i'd still be pixel baby yeah, I mean, it's just, it's interesting to read it, you know, basically 10 years out from the incident and all of it, and it's still like, it's still not great, um, even though I don't mind you two, I really, really like their early records and their later records are okay, um, but it's an idea that wasn't fully hatched and was thrown down the throats of millions of people in a terrible way, and the taste is still there for most of us, so that's an issue.
0: Yeah. Uh, the rollout for people who forget about it was a bit of a failure, even though the album had like a statistical charting success. It was very clearly rigged election, rigged, stolen, because it was pre-installed on like a fourth of all Apple devices. Apple had to release an update to iOS to allow you to delete the album easily. Um, <laughs> one newspaper said the free YouTube out al- album is overpriced. <laughs> which is like one of the more brutal things I've ever read about a song or like an album and this is an audio face we've said some brutal shit about music before
1: it's not even that bad of a record ironically
0: uh, Foo Fighters Conan O'Brien, Nick Mason a lot of people, uh, Pink Floyd's Nick Mason I mean and a lot of other people criticized the album including Cinead O'Connor who referred to You 2 as terrorists
1: one way to put it (laughs) do that's one way to put it
0: <laughs> anyways uh some people t- go touch grass this has been audio face um thank you very much for listening this 200 250 episode 250 mm-hmm. for, for the record i mean i'll i'll sport well yeah i'll talk more about it next week but Sean can be found on Twitter and Instagram at SW Suarez. If you trust you, I can be found, whether I trust you or not, at Dan from the Web on Twitter. Dan from the Web on Twitch, where I'm streaming Power Report Live every Thursday, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Twitch.tv slash Dan from the Web. Uh, Instagram.com slash Dan from the Internet. And on TikTok, also at Dan from the Internet. This entire show can be found at Audio Face Pod on all social media platforms, including YouTube.com slash Pod, where you are about to be flooded with all of the clips that we have been doing over the past couple weeks. Um, it has been great. It is hot music fall, and we are just going to be doing even more of it. Check out our Junior Boys bonus episode of Your Syndicate 23 member. We're going to be reviewing that next week, along with Drake and a 21 Salvage album. Um, and we'll see if... <laughs> 21 has scoliosis after carrying Drake for about 50 minutes straight and (laughs) I think scoliosis is actually a 21 Savage lyric anyways anyways uh, lots of music tons of fun thank you for supporting us we'll be back soon cheers bye bye